How's everybody? Good morning. And uh, we're going to go ahead and continue on this morning in our series on being fruitful. And um, I feel like we should stand up and jump around or something after we did that for, for Kelly. Maybe let's just stand up for a second. How about it? I won't make you do anything that Pastor Stephen did. Well, anyway, let me just pray. Father, we just thank you for the time we have together. Thank you for each person here, each person watching online. You're important. You're part of the body. And, uh, you know, we all benefit from each other. And we just thank you, Father, for working through each person today. And uh, thank you that we have ears to hear. We've put our ears on spiritually. And we have eyes to see. And I thank you that we're in tune with you today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, John 15, 5 has kind of been a staple verse when I've been teaching. Jesus said this. He said, uh, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So much truth in that. I mean, don't we all want to bear fruit in our life? And, and don't we all, aren't we realizing we can't do it on our own? Yes. We, we need him. Without, uh, this is so plain. Without me, Jesus said, you can do nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, what I want to talk to uh, us all about this morning is, is about fruit that remains, you know? I mean, we've talked about fruit, and I talked about my apple trees coming in, and they're doing good, you know? And, and it's good to have some good fruit. I like strawberries this time of year, but, you know, you eat them, and they're done. But there's a fruit that I want to talk about that is fruit that remains, fruit that'll be there in eternity. Um, you know, we need to get an uh, eternal mindset, you know, and, and I need to do this. I need to adjust my thinking sometime and look beyond this temporal world that we live in, okay? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, this life, no matter how long you live on this earth, 121 years maybe, you know, uh, if you'd want that. Uh, I tell you what, it's a vapor, you know, it goes quick. You know, is it only old people that say that, that it goes quick? I don't know. I remember even being like, like when my kids were like really small and they were like flower girls in a wedding in my niece's wedding, and I remember they played that song, Sunrise, Sunset. I'm not going to sing it. If you know it, you know what I'm talking about. But I remember Dana just burst into tears. She goes, oh, it goes so quick. And our kids are just like five and seven or something, you know. But it does. It goes really quick. It, it went quicker after that moment, I think. But, <laughs> but you know what? There's an eternity in front of us. And there's fruit that we can bear in this life that'll last for eternity. That's the kind we really want to focus on. And, and you know, living our lives looking beyond the temporal, looking beyond the day-to-day, -day, looking ahead to what is going to really last, look, looking ahead to what our future is. Um, so I got some things I want to share this morning. And I, I, I felt like in doing it, I just want to go back to a really basic truth. And, and in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, uh, you know, some things are just, they, they're, they're good to, to repeat and good to, to just pull ourselves into. And I think it'll help our mindset as we go forward in this message. 
Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, the Apostle Paul is writing and he says this, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll just say this, you and I are more than a body, okay? This body that we function in, that we walk around in, you know, I like to refer to it as my earth suit, you know? You've got to have one of these to function on this earth, you know, just like a, a, a spaceman needs a spacesuit to function in space. He takes his space, space, space suit away, unless you're on Star Trek, they got away with it. But, but in real life, what I know, at this point in time, they take away that spacesuit, they don't function in space anymore, okay? You need this earth suit to function here, but this earth suit, it's not the real me. Any more than this jean jacket is the real me. You might think so because I wear jean jackets a lot. It's not really the real me though, okay? The real you is the person on the inside, okay? Again, let me back up. Paul said your whole spirit, soul, and body. Every part of you is important. Did you hear me? Just because we will emphasize that your spirit, you know, and soul is, is eternal part uh, your body's important. You need it here on the earth. You need to take care of your body. But the real you is the person on the inside. We need to be aware of who we really are. Peter said it like this. He said, don't let your adornment be merely outward arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Now, again, let me just say this. Peter didn't say we should all belong to the messy hair club, okay? He didn't say don't ever comb your hair, just, you know, whatever, just make it messy. You know, he, he didn't say you shouldn't wear gold, okay? He didn't say that at all. You know, if he did, he told us not to wear clothes, okay? Anyway, for anybody watching online, everybody here is clothed today, Okay? You may or may not be, I don't know. <laughs> we'll keep that hidden, all right? Move on. Peter said this. <laughs> he said, rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, the, with, incorruptible, uh, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle, quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So Peter said this. He said, he, he said you know, we can take time you know, and we all do this, you know, you know, we comb our hair and do whatever and we, we get dressed, you figure out what you're going to wear, some of us do, and, and, and uh, we spend time doing that, but Peter says, don't let that be your full attention. Even though you need to give attention to that, he said, realize this, there's a person that's, that's even more important, it's the person on the inside of you, okay? So again, all I'm saying is this. The real you is the person on the inside, okay? Paul, again, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 16, he said this, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Hey, you know what? That is just a fact. Your ears are getting bigger every day. Anyway, um, and, and, and we're, you know, these... 
<laughs> these <laughs> the outward man is getting older he's he's you know thank god for good health i believe for good health i i you know i take communion every day and i thank god for what jesus did that he took my sickness he bore my sins and and did that so i could be free and that's where I keep my eyes. But, but Paul said this. He says, the outward man is perishing. He says, yet your inward man is being renewed day by day. So Paul said this. He said that the, there's a person on the inside that's getting more and more in tune. That's getting more and more, uh, he called it renewed. He's getting more and more lined up with God. You hearing me this morning? Yeah. Romans eight fourteen. Again. The real you is the man on the inside. The man on the inside. Now, I say that word, I could say the woman on the inside, whatever. Whatever. It's the person on the inside of you, okay? Paul said this, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. He said, you didn't receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You received the spirit of adoption by who we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16 he said, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. All right, so we're talking today about fruit that remains. Fruit that remains. And, and in talking about it, I wanted to go over these basic things, you know. In my mind, these are basic things that you're a spirit, the real you, okay? And that's where life comes from. I've said this phrase for decades, you know, Christianity is learning to turn yourself inside out, letting the person on the inside shine. Let me tell you something. This is where the fruit is. The fruit is in living our lives from the inside out, okay? Not trying to let our bodies, or I'll use this term, our flesh, you know, we all have flesh, and flesh is kind of a hard one to pin down, you know. There's like this, this nature that we all have, this fleshly nature that we have to deal with, and Paul talked about it in Romans 7. He says, you know, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I do, da-da-da-da-da, what's the help? help? Help me, Lord. And then he goes on to talk about, hey, you know what? There's no condemnation in Christ. Let's just move on in him. Let's hear God. But here's the thing. We want fruit that's going to remain. It's, it's doing the things that God speaks to us in our heart. Are you hearing me this morning? You know, God speaks to every one of you. Do you hear me? Every one of you. Sometimes I, I think we've made it hard when actually hearing God is very easy. And actually, it's so easy, it's so easy we could miss it. You know that? I mean, sometimes hearing God, you know, you say that phrase, and it, it, people kind of equate it to, well, God just spoke to them, you know, like they must have heard his voice. And honestly, in my whole life, I don't think I've, I've ever heard like an audible voice, but there have been times when it's been very strong that he spoke to my heart. And it's like I, I, even, even in my, my early days of being a Christian, I, I was like, wow, God, you're saying something to me, you know? But, but most times as I'm just walking along doing my own business, you know, minding my own business, uh, the way that God will speak to me is many times it just comes as a thought into my mind. 
Do you hear me this morning? Just the thought comes into my mind. And, and so as a, as a human being on planet Earth, the born-again child of God, what I have to do is determine, did that, God, that, did that thought come from God? Did it come from me or did it come from the devil? Okay? The thoughts that God gives, what I've noticed is this, that, that he brings them to you over and over. You ever know, anybody ever notice that? You know, it's like you're walking along and all of a sudden a thought will come to you. And, 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 and uh, you know, Kelly talked about a thought that kept coming to her, you know, you know, and, 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 and it's like, it's like you, you kind of want to push them aside sometimes. I don't know why that is. It's because my flesh rears up or I get all kinds of reasoning in my mind. And I just, I, but then it just keeps coming up, keeps surfacing up. And, and then I, I might stop and analyze it. You know, I don't always do this, but I might say, well, is that thought coming from God? Is that giving me peace? And, you know, I have to determine it. You know, I, do you, does anybody play games with yourself just trying to hear if it's God or not? Or am I the only one that does that? I do that. You know, I kind of weigh things out, and I say, oh, is, that, is that you? It isn't always like I'm walking along, and all of a sudden God speaks to me, and I say, yes, I'm a child of God. I hear your voice. I'm going forth and doing what you said. I mean, I wish I was that cool. But, but many times there's like this, this thing, I, this process I go through to determine if this is God talking to me or not. But I'm telling you what, it's worth going through. I play games with myself sometimes, like, like you know, and when I think something should happen by a certain time and it hasn't happened by that certain time, I, I check into my heart. I see, is there peace on the inside? And, you know, and, and even though I don't know the total outcome, I, I try to determine ahead if I have peace or not. You know, and, and most times it doesn't really matter, but I'm just doing it for me because I want to I learn to hear my heart. I want to learn to hear what God is speaking in my, my heart, in my inner man. Do you guys, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, in having fruit that remains, the fruit that's going to endure beyond this life are the things that are, are just obeying what God's telling us to do. Yeah. It isn't even always the big things. Right. Many times, it's very little things. Yeah. But those little things matter. Yeah. They matter. Um, you know, I'm trying to do this, make it my, my daily quest to do what he's showing me to do and not do things he's not showing me to do. Now, you could get into a real bog on that where you don't even, you, you become paralyzed, and I'm not saying to do that. I take things much, maybe, maybe more lighthearted than some people, but I, 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 you know, I don't get into that whole mess. But, you know, you could sit there in front of your closet and say, well, what, what am I supposed to wear today? God don't care what you wear, to a certain extent. <laughs> okay, to a certain extent, you know. But, but, you know, <laughs> but don't be so, so wild that, you know, you become, ah, I can't move. No, that isn't, you know, that isn't life, okay? That's bondage, okay? But, but I'm just simply saying I've made it my quest that, that I want to hear God and do the things he's telling me to do because that is where there's going to be fruit. You know, um, it's important, you know, it's even the, the story that Kelly shared. It's funny how the things, we don't ever compare notes. I don't ever know what she's going to say. Do you ever know what you Yeah, anyway, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say. So be honest with you. But, but uh, you know, it's so, so true. You know, you, in life, as a Christian, it's important that you run your race and not somebody else's, okay? 
And in, in following him, it's, it's important that we have an ear to him and even be open to change. Because sometimes you've been hearing God and doing something routinely for a long time, but sometimes he wants you to change. Now, I'm not, I don't know any big changes right now for me, but I'm telling you, I know this in life. I remember, I remember when I was a missionary in Haiti. I remember, I, you know, I've probably told this story before, but we had a team come down from Washington State. This, this church used to come down periodically, and they're a great bunch of people. They're, there was always excitement when they came because they're in tune with God, and, and we'd see things happen. But I remember this guy came up to me. I was out in the yard working down in, 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 in Haiti, and, and uh, this guy came up to me kind of in awe. And he was a younger Christian, and he says to me this. He says, wow, it just must be great to know God's will for your life. And, and the way he said it, you know, he was almost drooling. Now, anyway, but, but, but not really. But he, he, he said it like, like you've got it all figured out, you know. And, and, and I looked at him, I said, hey, man, I'm asking God daily what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. Right now, he's got me here in Haiti, but I tell you what, my antenna is up, and, and I'm ready, you know. And how many know that I didn't stay in Haiti my whole life? It was really only a short time, about four years that I was kind of in there. Made a couple trips back in the 2000s, but uh, but any case something 2000 something but uh but any case i mean <laughs> be open to him be open to his leading and and don't get in some rut that that you think well this is it forever it's important to follow god and do what he's telling you to do in this life because that's where this fruit that remains is that we're talking about I, I think I've made this quote for years, too, that, that uh, a person who, who cleans the church is going to receive no more reward than a prophet who's just been obedient to what God's telling him to do. Did you hear that one? There's, you know, it's not in this big, whoa, did you see what I did? It's never that. It's always just obeying God and what he's showing you to do. When you go out in the, the world and, and you're walking down the street, and my goodness, God prompts you maybe to talk to somebody on the street, I'll tell you, there's as much reward in that as, as someone like Billy Graham getting up and preaching a message to 50,000 people. It's obeying God in what he's telling you to do that's going to make a difference that's going to be fruitful, and what's going to have fruit that remains. All right, so we're eventually this morning going to read some stuff out of Matthew 6, in case you're wondering, okay? Because Jesus talked in Matthew 6, it's the Sermon on the Mount, part of it, and he talked about people doing good things with wrong motives and how that they didn't amount to anything. You remember that? I was just thinking about it this morning when, when Pastor Stephen was doing the offertory time. And I was just, you know, I guess I knew what I was going to talk about. And I was remember, remembering the story where Jesus, I don't even know where it's at. It's in the Gospels. But he was there and watching the offering time one time. And, and, and all these people, these, these, I think they were Pharisees. Usually it was the Pharisees or the Sadducees, you know. And they were, they were giving these huge amounts in the offering. 
you know, and, and like, like, I don't know what, 10 grand or something was going down, and, 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 and you know, you'd think they'd be like, yeah, wow, cool. But some woman came up and gave, it says, two mites. And Jesus looked at it and said, that woman gave more than everybody. Now, to the natural view, these other dudes that were pulling in, you know, in my mind, envisioning bags of gold and going, poof, you know, whoa. And, you know, and the guy, they're passing the bucket, and the guy that was passing was like, whoa, man, give me help, you know. And Jesus says, you're seeing it all wrong. I think that goes for so many things in life. We sometimes see it wrong. And we think the guy with the big load of gold and everything is, is making an impact. But it's just even the little things that you're doing out of your heart. Now, you know, this story doesn't go back and say God prompted that woman to give two mites or whatever. But I'll tell you what it does say. She gave she gave of herself. She gave of her heart. She got down to where the real person exists, and she gave from that place. That's what we're talking about today. Is it okay to talk about these things? I mean, if we don't talk about it, who's going to talk about it, huh? So you could be, two people could do exactly the same thing. You know, we talk about giving, but it could be in any area. People could, you know, be doing good deeds, and two people could be doing the exact same thing, but one could have the right motive. One could be hearing from God. One could be operating out of the secret place, and another person could just be in the flesh. And you know what? To the natural eye, you can't even tell the difference, but God can see it. And you know what? You know it, too. When it's you, you know it. You know it. You know, uh, Jesus said in, in uh, this is good, in, in uh, John 5, 19, Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. Isn't that nice? That's the Passion Translation. Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. The Son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works I see the Father doing. For the son does this, the same works as his father. And it, uh, how many know that phrase? I mean, you know, you know that's in the Bible. And, and that's what I'm talking about. That's how I want to live. I want to live every day like, what are you doing, Father? How, how are we living today? You know, that's called impact. That's called fruit. That's called fruit that remains. Fruit that's timeless that'll pass down the generations. Um, Paul said this, you know, really, you know, goodness, we did a series beginning of the year that went through a lot of the lockdown called The Secret Place, and sometimes I feel like I still haven't gotten out of that series. We're still talking about The Secret Place. And honestly, you know, life is like that. We want to live in that place. But Paul called it, he said it like this in Acts 17, 28. He says, in him I live and I move. And have my being. In him I live and move. And I didn't put the whole verse in. But that was the part that I, I wanted to read. In him I live and I move. And I have my being. Now don't, don't get weird on me. Okay. You can look. You know. To the world's perspective. Like a normal person. But something will be different about you. Something will be different. It doesn't mean that you're. You know. You, you, know, you don't have to be a granola Christian. You know. What do they call that? Fruits and nuts rolled up in a bar or something. You don't have to be that. 
You don't have to act goofy is what I'm saying. But I'm saying this, that you can be in tune with the Spirit. And your life can make a difference. Let me say this. What you do and the fruit that you're, you're building up right now, what I'm talking about this morning doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're saved or not, okay? Um, I don't know if I, that came out quite right. Let me say it again. I'm not talking about heaven or hell issues here. I'm saying this. You could be a Christian. If you've believed in Jesus, asked him into your life, received the gift of salvation, you're born again. Do you hear me? You're born again. You're 100% Christian. You're 100% right with God. You're 100% going to heaven when you leave this place, okay? But there's things you can do or not do while here that'll still make a difference, okay? All right. All right. Smile. Everybody smile. This is happy stuff. It's happy stuff. It's all good. (laughs) Um, Things we do, and maybe even how we do them, will bring fruit or not. And, And what you do can determine your effectiveness here and can determine your reward status later. Again, I'm not talking heaven or hell. So many things we talk about don't really mean heaven or hell, okay? They just mean walking in more fruit, walking in more of God's grace. Uh, The truth is that God loves you so much right now, and if you never change anything in your life, if you, if you, maybe you've got bad habits and do all kinds, God's not going to love you anymore or any less. That that was one of the first things God spoke to me as a, as a new believer, because I had this habit of, of smoking cigarettes. I'd had it since junior high and, you know, a couple packs a day I'd smoke of, of, you know, my, 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 my cools. And, and, you know, as a Christian, I remember just having this awakening that like, I probably shouldn't do that. It's harmful, you know. And what was a real determiner is, is I never once when I went to church did I, did I feel like I should pull out my cigarettes and have a smoke in the middle of the praise and worship time. Not once. Didn't do it. Did you ever do that? No. And, and I'm not encouraging anybody to do it, but just somehow it just didn't seem appropriate. And, and so um, I guess it's kind of like wearing clothes again and stuff. But anyway, but... but you know, I, I just bothered me, and I tried to quit, and I'd, you know, do all the things you hear people trying to do when they quit. They throw them out the window of the car, only to drive around the block and determine the exact place you threw them and go find them again. Or you crush the pack. I did that, too. And then I'd run down to 7-Eleven, get another pack, you know, within 30 minutes. And, you know, and, and I had this really tricky thing for uh, weeks. I would carry around, like, just one cigarette in my pocket. It wasn't even in the, the pack. And I said, that's my, if I ever smoke that one, it's my last one. Do you know how many times I smoked my last one? It was just many, many, over and over and over. And, and then just minding my own business one night, you know, just getting ready to go out and do something and, and, and getting ready. And, and, and uh, just out of the blue in my heart, I just, I just heard this. It was, it was like a pronounced thought that didn't come from up here. It came from down here. That's how I describe it. And it just, it, it just, this is the thought that came to me was, I'm not going to love you anymore when you quit smoking as I do right now. And I'm like, 
you know, again, I'm just like only a couple months old in the Lord. I'm like, what? Whoa, what was that, you know? And, and it just was so real to me, though. It was, I knew it was God talking to me. And, and uh, you know, some people might say, wow, he isn't going to love you any more when you quit than he does right now. And you might say, wow, I'll just go out and buy a carton, you know, yeah. But that wasn't what the effect had on me. The effect on me was, wow. I'm not trying to earn his love. I'm not trying to, to get into a better place with God. I'm already there. Why would I even want this stuff? And that's the kind of thing that just hit me. And, and I, 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 you know, that's been 40 plus years ago. And I, I, I think I might have had one or two afterwards just to try it out. Do you ever do stuff like that? You just check it out to see if it, and it just wasn't cool. And it didn't have, it wasn't good. And it was just like, from that point, though, it was like, a, it was like a, a time of something broke in my life, and I walked on. So, you know, God doesn't, you don't have to do things to earn his love. But I'll tell you what, there's things you do that'll please him. There's things that you can do that'll bring, bring fruit in your life now. There's things that you can do that'll bring fruit hereafter as well. All right. All right. So, let's get started this morning. <laughs> Matthew 6, 1. So Jesus said this. He said, Take heed that you do not your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Um, okay, now let me just stop before I even read on. He is not saying that you have to use a secret code in order to do a charitable deed, okay? What he's really talking about here, so I mean people, you know, and I've done this too, you can get all kinds of squirrely with it, you know, like, well, did anybody see me doing that? Oh, it must not count now. He's just talking about heart matters. All he's talking about is living from your heart, okay? If somebody sees you doing a thing, that's okay. But don't do it to be seen. Don't try to make a show out of it. Just be cool, okay? And, and do what God's showing you on the inside. Um, you know, if that were the case, you know, not that even smoking cigarettes or not, you know, makes a hill of beans worth a difference to God. You know, actually, you can be a Christian and smoke five packs a day. And the truth is, there's a good chance you'll get to see Jesus quicker than us, Okay? Is that a dad joke? Now, you know, I think I've moved on from dad jokes. Now I'm telling grandpa jokes. <laughs> that in itself is a dad joke. Anyway. <laughs> it's the thing is, you, you tell dad jokes for so long, but you don't really know they are until your kids reach a certain age, and then they inform you that you're telling dad jokes. But you've really been telling them for many years. All right. <laughs> and then when you, when you do tell dad jokes, the cool thing is, is you've gotten to this age where you don't really give a rip what anybody <laughs> thinks anyway. So they're all cool. And I laugh, even if nobody else laughs, I laugh. <laughs> so therefore, when you do a charitable deed, don't sound a trumpet before you as the, the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, 
that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a church, okay, so this is what the hypocrites would do. They would literally stand in the streets and have a trumpet blower and say, ha ha, here we go. Huzzah, we're going on. We're doing a charitable deed. Yay. Um, but when you do a charitable deed, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That your charitable, de charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Uh, then I'm going to read verse 5. It says, And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand praying in the synagogues on the corners of the street that they may be seen of men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Again, so doing good deeds, all Jesus is saying, don't make this hard. Don't make this something it's not. All Jesus is trying to get a, a, across to us is live in the secret place. Live and move and have your being in him. Operate from the inside out. Be in touch with the man on the inside more than you are the man on the outside. That's hard to do sometimes when you're smelling french fries and things. You know, I'm very aware of my inner or my outer man when there's good food in the air. But Jesus is saying, this is the quest. Tune in to the man on the inside and live from that place. Live from that place. Again, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you can't pray in public. Okay? It doesn't mean that, that, you know, goodness, if I pray and anybody hears me, then it doesn't count. That's not what Jesus is saying at all. In fact, you'll find times in the Bible where Jesus and the other disciples prayed and other people. One time, uh, I forget who it was. It was Paul or Peter. Somebody was in jail. It was Paul. And he prayed, and it says the prisoners heard them. Do you remember that? I think it's in Acts 16, somewhere like that. It says, Paul and Silas, they prayed at midnight, and it says, and the prisoners heard them. Now, if we were getting all legalistic, we'd say, well, Paul, Silas, well, I guess your prayers don't amount to nothing because everybody else heard you. That's not at all the point here. The point is, don't do it for that reason. Okay? All right. Uh, it comes to giving. You give from your heart. Uh, Again, you're, we're not looking for the reward from man. We're not looking to be seen by man. If a man sees you, that's okay. It's going to be all right. You know, Jesus entered into the topic of prayer. And, and, and you know how many know prayer is a, is a powerful thing that you can do as a believer? How many know that, that the world needs the believer's prayers? Your prayers change things. I like this verse in James 5. I'm going to just read the one out of the Amplified. In James 5, 16, it says, The earnest, heartfelt, continued, now you can tell already it's the Amplified Bible, continued prayer of a righteous man. Now that's talking about anybody in here that's made Jesus their Lord. You know, it's not talking about an elite group. Well, they're the righteous brothers or no that was something else but no it's talking about any that was a joke for anybody over 50 anyway <laughs> so if you didn't get it you're you're all right but 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 um yeah where was i okay righteous people just mean you that means you've received what jesus did for you you know, when I was born again back in 1977, you know, I, I, I walked into this meeting over in the St. Paul uh, fairgrounds. They were using a building there for a revival meeting. 
I walked in, you know, I probably had drugs in my pocket. I'm sure I did. I always did. Long-haired, hippie dude doesn't mean long hair is wrong. That's just who I was. And I walked in. I was no more Christian than, than anybody. But I, I had an experience in that meeting. I went forward and I prayed with this guy. Yeah, I knew the guy I prayed with even. And I, I, something happened. I didn't, I, I didn't all of a sudden know all the books in the Bible. I didn't all of a sudden have a Bible grow into my hand. I, nothing like that, you know. I didn't all of a sudden, you know, look clean and respectable. But I was different. And I was just as righteous as anybody else. Even though, you know, I, I might not have looked like it. I was. I was brand new on the inside. So this thing here I'm reading is talking about anybody who's, who's accepted Jesus. It says, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man, this is the part I like, makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. Wow. Do you know that was true? So prayer is an important thing. It's more than an, a religious exercise or a duty. You know, prayer is, is literally joining forces with God to see his will accomplished on the earth. God needs you and I. The world needs you and I. This world needs you and I to pray. God needs us to pray. I think it was Wesley that said... Uh, you know, the Methodist guy, he, I think is what he said is, it seems that God can do nothing on the earth except a man pray. Do you hear me? Prayer is important. Ephesians 6.18, I'll just read this one too. Paul said this. He said, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I like the, the Ben Campbell Johnson translation of that. He said, cultivate a continuous attitude of prayer for yourself and for the God family. Another one said, use every kind of prayer and entreaty and at every opportunity, pray in the spirit. Be on the alert about it. Devote yourself constantly to it. So as a Christian, you're called to pray. You're called to change things on the earth. The devil would like to twist things and say, well, you know, but don't, don't, uh, don't let anybody hear your prayer. You won't be effective. Now, that isn't what it's talking about. Just be real. Be real. Operate from the inside out. There's the reward. All right. Jesus said this. When you pray, go into your room. When you shut the door, pray to your father who's in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. You know, you can change the world without ever leaving your house. Yeah. I think we're going to get to heaven, you know, and we're going to, you know, I think about, wow, we're going to see people that just, you know, the Apostle Paul, and we're going to see Billy Graham. We're going to see, you know, all these people, you know. But I tell you, I think that some of the real heroes are going to be people you maybe never heard their name before. People that maybe didn't even leave their house, but they prayed. They got into the secret place, and they changed things. It says, and when you pray, don't use vain repetition as the heathens do. They think they'll be heard for their many words. So Jesus, again, boy, this is pretty crazy. He just says, you know, you're not going to be heard because you pray a lot of words. Just pray from your heart. One word from your heart can change the world. Therefore, don't be like them. Your father... Your father who knows the things you need before you ask him, 
in this manner, pray, and then he goes into the prayer. I'll, I'll read it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. That's the will of God, isn't it? Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Keep a clean conscience. Keep your heart clear. Um, You know, I'm going to wrap it up, and we'll come back to some of this next week. I was going to get into fasting so I'm going to leave you for a week to just think about fasting. I'll just say this about fasting, though. <laughs> just be led by God. Fasting, you know, it's pretty simple. Don't make it hard. It's not always just not having food. It can be. It can really get your flesh. You want, to get your, you want to get your flesh in line to say, listen, bud, if you don't get in line, we ain't eating today. Your flesh will change. Flesh is just saying no to your, or fasting is just saying no to your flesh, okay? There's many ways you can do that. But just like all these other things we've been talking about, do what God shows you. Do what God shows you. Fasting shouldn't be a big show, you know? Well, I fasted 58 days today, or, yeah, today. It was a quick fast. (laughs) Just stay connected. (laughs) You never know what can happen. (laughs) Live your life from the inside out. That's that's how you keep fruit remaining. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Yeah, hey, we just wanted to give you the opportunity as well to partner up and plug in to the church uh, by giving. So if you would like to be a part of that and help make this all possible, you can do so by going to wearelovechurch.com slash give. You can also plug in, stay in the loop with what's going on at the church via our Instagram and Facebook platforms. So... Love y'all. God bless you.